Now imagine you're 18 years old playing first 15 rugby and dreaming of turning your talent into a full-time career. A player agent taps you on the shoulder and says they want to sign you right now. But if you don't, you could miss out altogether. What would you do? Tupou Sopoanga says that's exactly what happened to two of his club teammates at the recent Super Rugby Aotearoa Under-20s competition. The former Super Rugby and NRL player and Pacific Rugby players chairman Hale Tapore joined us to discuss player agents and how up-and-coming Pacifica rugby players can be supported. I mean, it's been happening for years at the end of the day where Pacific Islander kids are getting hamstrung to sign with a specific agent because um, they've mentioned their pipeline of players they've got or they've mentioned, I guess, career opportunities for them. So um, I guess the issue that um, happened with one of the boys on my team, uh, we've got two two kids who played in that um, Hurricanes under-20s team. Um, both of them ended up going to play for New Zealand, or getting selected for New Zealand under-20s, which was great. Um, they came back both being, I guess, pretty excited. Both had a good tournament. And at the same time, they're really young, so fresh out of high school, kind of like the world at their feet, but at the same time, not really sure how to navigate their career. Uh, one of the boys asked, um, or he just mentioned to me about the next steps on who to sign as an agent. And um, we had short conversation. I just asked him, well, what has brought this up? And um, ultimately, he said a few comments that were pretty, uh, I guess, pretty normal. I mean, not normal, but the kind of what we've seen over the years. Uh, one of them said, you know, if you don't sign with us, um, you might not be able to get a potential Super Rugby contract or a Monitoring Cup contract. Another comment was, uh, we've got XYZ players. You need to sign with us or else you might not get selected like the players that we've got in, in our agency. There's also another comment around, you know, if we sign to us, um, we'll be able to get you a contract straight away. So for myself, being a bit older, it's really sad to see, to, to hear, especially hearing it from a young 18-year-old kid. I mean, the 18-year-old kid that I was speaking to, he doesn't have a father, so he kind of doesn't really understand, I guess, what the right decision is. At the end of the day, uh, he will just go off, I mean, what his gut feeling is, if that makes sense, or whoever can convince him to give him the best deal who, who can sell them their services. Uh, one of them actually tried to get um, him to sign on the spot too. So I guess pretty sad to hear when that's... These are kids at the end of the day, um, young Pacific Island kids, who don't really know what the right decision is because um, there's so many out there. Um, they just don't know. So uh, that's kind of what prompted the tweet. Hello, what, what do you make of... Um... What Tupo was just talking about, about um, the pressure that those kids are under. And is there anyone that they can talk to, you know, if they're wanting help for those kind of decisions? As, as Tupo said, we go through this uh, 24-7. And it's a touchy mm. subject, man. It's, um, it's a nightmare to deal with uh, worldwide, uh, with especially kids and especially um, our players from the island. Um, New Zealand uh, are probably... One of the best at it, and trying to get accredited agents with the way the formality of getting accredited. But um, just as you think you've nailed down um, how to control agents with the player uh, moving, then something comes up, then you're like, hey, how did we miss that one? <laughs> At Pacific Island, the kids, as you can imagine, they, they just, they don't know whoever comes up. I always tell the kids, every island kids will somehow connect it to a, a player that, will be respected by the agent. Tubes could tap into Lima. I, I advise all the, the agent, uh, the, the Pacific Island family, Pacific Island kids, whether it's his uncle and his wife knows 
say if it's Wellington, those Philo TTS parents make that connection, and then whoever's dealing them, it only takes one call for Philo just to say, hey, bro. Um, so the agent, oh, yeah, this kid here, those parents reach out, how's it going? You know, it's simple as that, that they will just straighten up sometimes, or we call it a cowboy agent. <laughs> but the majority of it in New Zealand are, are, are good men. Um, I deal with a lot of them. They've done that a few times. They, a majority of them deal with island kids. And my advice to, uh, is always, to, uh, I'm here, I'm here because the rugby players here. There's uh, some good people at NZRPA. If it's too hard to reach them at that point, mate, just say, I know uh, Artie's parents. Artie will ring the guy, hey, man, this kid here. And they're just straightening up the agent in the way. So that's more my advice at that time because it's still an ongoing, um, you know, trying to educate our, our Pacific Island family and kids. But at the same time, we're trying to educate our players. Because a lot of our players, you know, dude, he signed with that agent and then there's a contract there. All of a sudden, he signed with another agent and it's like, mate, you want the agents to treat you with a bit of respect and some honesty, just say you're moving on. Because we've come across some, some um, that we have to try to solve where ended up one of the island kids have signed three contracts. And that would come down to not understanding it and, and not seeking any um, advice. What's the general process? Um, is it normal for the agents to approach the player or their family first? Um, you know, if they're a high school student, will they normally go through the school or the first thing coach or... Uh, is there a etiquette that generally people follow? They, they, there's always a way here for um, <laughs> a lot of agency. Talent scouter, they call them? Yeah, or? they call it like talent identificators or something like that. Talent ID yeah. people, something like that. Some special is name. That, is, that, is that tips just to make it a bit legal or what they're doing? Is it just Yeah, to, it's just to sound that, kind of legal, I guess. That implies yeah, that you think it, it's kind of a, illegal. <laughs> And just to deal with that. So, but like I said, man, there, there's some good ones around with, with the big agency. They they they're respect, respectful of what they're doing. But but I'm glad you brought that up, Vinny. The the, the first of thing coaches, man, they they're the key, uh, one of the key member in this because when they leave first of thing, they still respect and listen to their first of thing coach. So they go back to them for a lot of things. So maybe once again, it's to educate the the first of thing um, coaches which I'm sure they, they, they're well aware of it. Tupo, you obviously played first 15 for Wellington College. I think you played NZ schools and then you went to the NRL. So did you have rugby and league scouts both in your ear or contacting you? Well, what, what made league the right choice and, and how did the process of signing happen? I came through the Wellington systems, uh, Wellington Academy, 16s, Hurricane schools and... After that tournament, literally an NRO agent came to my house and um, just knocked on my door and then had a conversation with my parents. And then um, I guess a couple of weeks later, we had another conversation around, uh, I guess, potential opportunity at the Bulldogs, which is the under 20s, um, and training with their first grade team. Yeah, that was like, oh, cool, sweet. So that there's potential there. The Bulldogs ended up sending their scalps or whatever. And then after that, New Zealand secondary schools game, my or the, the agent, my agent at the time came to my house and just offered me a we had the contract with, with him and then he just walked me through it and I had I think it was like two weeks to decide. And then I just decided to go with them because I just thought it was right for, for me financially. My parents were pretty fresh at the time too, so they just thought, oh, that's a good deal. And then after my last exam, I headed over to uh to the Bulldogs. Looking back 
are you still happy with the decision you made? Do you feel like you were rushed or pressured in any way? Uh, I definitely feel like I was pressured, <laughs> but I didn't. Um, I wouldn't change any of the decisions because you know I was, I've been able to do some pretty cool things. You know, playing the NRL, I guess go to World Cups and whatnot. But definitely at the time, I was pretty young to make the decisions. And even though my uh, my family are New Zealand-born Samoans in Cook Islands, they were still pretty. The easy word to say is a bit fresh <laughs> to make the decisions. But uh, at the time, I didn't. I didn't really have. We didn't have anyone else. That was, um, or sorry, that was like maybe 22 or 21 that were playing in the Hurricanes or whatnot that we could go to. It was just, just before that was my brother and that's it. So, Who were you able to lean on with that decision? Obviously, the agent came to your home. Like, I assume they rang first and just knock on the door or? Jordan Kahu lived down the road. He was with the Bulldogs at the time. And then Jordan kind of gave me a prep of the, the agent or he kind of validated him at the time. So uh, that was kind of the background, I guess, check that I had. Hale, you're obviously a little bit older um, and you you obviously got recruited at 18 to come from Tonga to New Zealand to to, to play your final year of school. And what, what was your experience of making your way in the professional ranks and what support did you have? Nah, nothing. I think um, we just, even to, to sign up from school to Otago, straight out of school from Wesley to come to Otago was just like, you know, we, we went to the, the invited. They sort of, they watched myself and Telala play Mapsua, Wesley, and then uh, invited us the next week. Uh, Otago came back up to play counties, I think, and we went and watched that. Went into the hotel, team hotel, shook hands with the manager, and the way we went, we turned up January that following year without any agents. But I don't think agents weren't that big at that time, 99. I had my first agent, 2001. When, when they started coming out and then obviously was, we went to all the, the union and then, then that's when they all started academies and and there was part of the, the workshop you do once a month or whatever that educate you on these. It's important to have agents to represent you. But uh, I didn't really have anyone to help out earlier on in my career. And just just going back to what Toops was saying, I don't know what how to say, how, how, how do we feel with you know, with agents, I, I don't think it'll be one of the top three for a uh, management company in the country to, to try to force a kid to sign on the dot and um, and say that they'll miss out if they don't sign with them. You know, these are the, um, it frustrates you to hear these kind of stories. You know, so, um, uh, we don't want to be looking who it is, but um, it shouldn't be happening. Uh, especially um, on, on, on Pacific Island kids, vulnerable kids that don't know much about it. So that's something to educate our kids and our Pacific Island parents make um, a, a phone call away. Uh, whoever's, whoever's in Wellington, we don't want to add on any more roles to Toops or call Toops, call um, any island uh, connections there that, that just happen. Um, so they, whatever we can do, we can educate and help them out. So what you encountered or what you were told from that Super Rugby Under-20s tournament, do you, you think that's an outlier in this day and age? Oh, I still think that happens. Um, like I said, there's still cowboys out there, you know, throwing out. Because at the end of the day, a lot of these kids, they can end up being all blacks. They could end up getting big contract deals in France or Japan. And they could be seen as a, you know, their ticket out of here at the end of the day. So I wouldn't say it happens all the time, but it does happen. I just think that with young PI um, kids, They've just kind of got to pick out or get advice on what agencies are the right agencies to, to work with. 
um, at the end of the day. I'm just because we've got like a lot of Pacific Islanders, especially coming over, you know, um, to schools, getting coming to schools for the year, getting scholarships. What what is your guys' opinion on um, them coming over? Do you think there's an age like how young is too young? Should should there be an age limit for them to come over? We we have a Tonga under 14, 15, 16 that tours uh, New Zealand every every year. And then the likes of Tania um, Latongan Thor, all the players now, Malakai Fekitoa, they all come through that. Uh, some goes on to, to All Blacks and represent all, some goes on to play Super Rugby here. So you can't take that away from them. And at the same time, from, from, from the islands, the, the Japanese market, um, you can say that's too young, but at the same time, those kids, they, were, they went over. Uh, seven years now be able to provide building houses back in the island so that's something you've got to balance out um, with the kids coming out that early but something that we're working on is the kids that don't make it they'll be solid in their first dean program for uh, three years some may four two years but then uh, it's the guys that don't make it into uh, ITM Cup for um, squad or contract or uh, Super Rugby, that's the gap that we're trying to draw up something then to present to all the schools in New Zealand. Man, there's a lot of kids here from Tonga, Samoa, and Fiji who, who, who plays really well, do their times in the first team program, come out with nothing, and then it's not easy to get a visa nowadays. So those are the kids that get left around uh, the country fighting for themselves that ended up getting sent home. So we've spoken to a few uh, organisations around New Zealand just to present something to the school. So there's a real collective responsibility, I guess. Obviously, you want the agents to act responsibly. You want them to act uh, with respect both to the families, to the players, but also there's a role perhaps for the school um, to, to be a support network for NZ Rugby in the case of New Zealand or, or other countries for those unions to you know, have a monitoring aspect and, and obviously organisations like yourselves to all sort of, I guess, have to work together because, as you say, there's no perfect outcome. It, it can be a bit loose and sometimes, but uh, the, the more pairs of eyes you've got looking over these situations and supporting these youngsters, um, the better. Yeah, because it happens. We all understand that. We, we see that daily with, you, you we had a good couple of years, Super Rugby, ITM Cup, all of a sudden you've got a... Um, a bad year, then everyone don't know you, mate. You gotta, you're on your own now. But when it happens to an island kid who's just been here for two years, three years, come out of the first team program, didn't make it. Now everyone else is like, oh. only way now is to go back to Samoa, Tonga, and Fiji, mate. And then it's real, it's gutting for us who's around this network and circle to see. And, and we're just trying to, to get something to make it work for all these um, the, the players. And bringing it back full circle, Tupo, uh, your two teammates who you said made the NZ schools, uh, have they signed with the agent? Um, have they got a professional contract in the works? Uh, both of them haven't signed. They're just doing their due diligence at the moment. You know, they're pretty hot property over the last um, couple of weeks. Caught up with both of the uncles and I just gave them, um, I guess, my thought on what they should do. Also, some people they should talk to as well um, because it's quite important to get around um, other people and get their opinion. Um, I guess obviously, you know, people who can make it or help make that decision a lot easier for them. Um, ultimately, it can help make them choose the agency that's going to work best for them um, for the future. So um, they haven't signed to anyone, which is great, but they will sign over the next couple of weeks after doing their due diligence because uh, that actually wasn't going to happen. They were just going to 
meet up with one of the agents and just sign with them. Hey, agents definitely have have a great place for for the game. I think with kids at the moment, you just need to educate yourself and also be aware of, I guess, young young cowboys who are trying to find their um their gym to make it big for their own agency or whatnot. Yeah, it's definitely a tricky issue, isn't it, Tale? Um, I guess uh, Tapal has quite a unique point of view because he played both in the NRL, so experienced, you know, the, the agents from that competition, uh, and also, you know, played professional rugby as well. So he's kind of seen it from both sides. And and even though he's quite young, at, at 28, he's no longer a professional player. He's in the workforce like the rest of us. So, uh, you know, he's got a bit of perspective. Yeah, that's it, right? And it was also nice to hear um, him and Halle say, you know, when when there are players who might need um, some guidance or some advice, just you can just kind of flick a message to anyone um, within the community and everyone's kind of willing to help out or um, share some advice. So um, great to hear that there's that support there.